Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm with my friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, what are we doing today? You know, we have a doctor who went through quite a bit as she was pursuing her career, everything from trying to find the right college program, and she needed a scholarship, all the way to an incredible story of how she got meningitis during or after she graduated medical school to go into residency wow. and almost had to cancel her whole career. And she's gone through that thing that a lot of us have gone through. And I can't wait to ask her about it because she's gone through a thing where it's like, is it, you know, should I give up my career for God and just do ministry? Like that's that that's somehow more spiritual. And so I like when people share their story about that. So today it's Ashley Tur- Turiak. She's focused for the last 15 years on teaching and studying concepts concerning faith at work. And after finishing her medicine training at ben- Vanderbilt, she worked for several years part-time as a pediatrician and part-time for a church playing international medical missions. But currently, as a physician, she works with newborns and teaching at local medical schools. When asked, she's from New Mexico, even though she's been living in Nashville, Tennessee for the last 15 years. And she she's just an amazing voice. I think she's going to be such a great addition to the conversation we're having right here on Exploring the Marketplace every week. So make sure to subscribe and tune in. But up next is Ashley Toriak. I had a word that the next great move of God's spirit, like a Jesus people movement is gonna happen in the workplace, in the marketplace, and we need to hear God right now. You know, when you're working your career, your place of influence, your job, and you're wanting as a Christian a God result, there has to be a God process to get to that result, and we have to hear God. My friend Bob Hass and I wrote a book just for you to teach you how to hear God's voice in the season of your life, to help you in your place of career, in your place of business. So there's no disconnection between who you are at church, who you are in your family, and who you are in your career, but it all works together beautifully and I believe that this book is a key book for now to help you understand what God's doing. So I'm gonna encourage you to get this book wired here. And if you get it during this month, you get the masterclass where Bob and I taught on just the themes of the book and help bring it home, help give you some assignments and some impartation that's gonna bring it right into your very life. So I'm gonna encourage you get wired to here now and get our brand new masterclass free when you buy the book from bullsministries.com. Welcome back. We're with Dr. Ashley. Ashley, we're so happy to be with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to get right into your story because you have an incredible story of pursuing being a medical doctor. And right when you were in your residency, you're about to go to your residency. I want to go even further back than that in a few minutes. But right when you go to your residency, you got spinal meningitis or meningitis? Yeah. Yeah. So I got bacterial meningitis uh, four days after graduating from medical school. So um, I was... Yeah, I was sick during graduation, but didn't really think much of it. I just thought it was cold and it just got worse and worse every day. So I ended up in the hospital for a couple of weeks and um, didn't really, I mean, don't remember the first week that I was in the hospital. And when I woke up, one of my friends was visiting me and was like, here's the pictures from graduation. And I was like, I wasn't at graduation. Like I couldn't even remember theoretically the biggest thing I'd ever done in my life. And so that's when I kind of started to wonder that whether or not going to residency still was a good idea, whether or not I was actually going to be able to um, do anything and how how uh, how God was going to kind of help me through that. Um, it's one thing to say, 
I'm giving what's excellent and God is helping me. And it's another thing to say, I'm bringing what's broken. And well, and you had an actual brain injury from this, right? I did. Yeah. I ended up um, having like speech therapy and um, a lot of cognitive testing and thing. I, I things I got pulled off of work. I did try to start work and got pulled off work for a couple of months um, and kind of had to really just restructure my day, restructure my workload, um, get a lot of help from the residency in order to kind of complete that year. What was that like in your heart? I mean, obviously, God, you know, you're a doctor now, but I mean, you had to yeah. go through a period where a lot of people with brain injuries, they don't know if they're ever going to come back from it. And you mm -hmm. were right now at the beginning of the career you'd worked so hard for finally doing the residency. And then all of a sudden, it's bam, you get hit. Like, talk about your God mm -hmm. journey and that, like your heart journey. Yeah, I think um, so. Initially, honestly, I just thought this was like an exit point. I was like, maybe I should just give up here and just be done with medicine. One wow. of my friends was auditioning for American Idol. I was like, I'm just going to go do that. This is a great story. They will let me in just because of that, right? Yeah. Um, but because I'd had pneumonia as well, I literally couldn't even, I couldn't even stand up long enough to wait in the line to do all of that. So I kind of had to give up on that and just wait and pray that God would kind of let me back into the journey that I'd started. Um, I had a, uh, essentially I had a lot of dreams at that time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were me kind of, fighting a war that by myself that I couldn't seem to win. Um, but one of them, um, I had basically gone to church and was worshiping, realized how hard it is to um, worship with your eyes closed, right? Like how hard it is to keep your balance after having a, like a brain injury um, and was about to pass out. Um, and I was so proud at the time. I didn't want to sit down. I'm like, I am 25 years old. I am not an old woman. I, I can do this. I'm going to make it through. Um, but really, I just needed to kind of, you know, be be aware that I was limited and and just go with that. But no, it was just just being dumb. But um, but God kind of gave me this picture of me in that place kind of about to pass out. And he kind of put his arms underneath my arms mm -hmm. and was holding me up and holding me in the place to be able to finish the church service. And I think that was really beautiful. But what was even more beautiful was that he actually started crying. Like he wow. was kind of behind me, kind of crying while I was crying. And I think that picture really helped me um, kind of see that whole, see all of residency in a different way. Because when you look at, when you look at things that are hard, when you look at suffering, when you look at patients that are suffering, kids that are suffering, um, it's easy to think that God just doesn't care or God isn't there or, you know, God has abandoned you or something like that. And I think that picture really helped me see, like, see him as a father who was there with mm -hmm. me, even if it wasn't an easy circumstance. That's beautiful. I think, Dr. Ashley, in your humanity, you, you must have a tremendous amount of determination. <laughs> In, in yeah. order to get through, because I, I understand the dream and the, the spiritual implications of knowing you have a loving father behind you, but mm -hmm. uh, battling through physical therapy and battle and mm -hmm. continuing on to your career, how did that work for you? I mean, where did you dig and get your strength from? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think initially that I I really did have a great um, a great 
uh, faith community um, through medical school. And that was part of, um, oh, I, I guess I had like a good foundation yeah. um, to start with. And just a lot of great people in my church who really were praying with me and kind of supporting me, um, encouraging me when I would get sad and frustrated. Um, but honestly, it was just, it was just kind of putting, putting your one foot in front of the other. There wasn't any of like, here's the miraculous thing that changed everything or in any big like day that uh, made everything easier. It really was yeah. just, I I have to focus on this one day and this one day is going to be, I'm going to sleep for three hours and then I'm, you know, going to, going to go to like put everything out for the next day. And then I'm going to go to sleep for the rest of the night. I'm going to wake up at 4am. I got to get to work early so that I could go through my notes and things before everybody else does. And, you know, it just really was what's what are the small things that I have to focus on? And how can I um, get through those? Well, well, I want to kind of take everybody back even before this, because when you first decided to become a doctor, I'd love to hear why you went after becoming a medical doctor, but also the, the college journey, because you actually had quite a challenging uh, college journey where God sort of showed up in it in the midst of like your faith and just pressing in. And I think this is important because a lot of people are going after things and they'll give up. They get a little bit of a closed door and they're like, oh, I guess that's over. You know, it's done. And you kind of went through some stuff where you actually had to have that same determination that carried you all the way through residency. So talk to us about the whole journey of decided to become a doctor and then what happened? Yeah. And I think that's, that's a big part. Having that vision and having this clear call kind of really got me through the mm -hmm. really bad parts, I think. So yeah, when I was in college, um, I was studying for the MCATs and um, trying to put everything together all at once just wasn't going as easily as I thought it was going to. Um, I was doing fine, but it just wasn't going, you know, like amazingly, I guess. And I started putting my applications together and looking at all the things that I did that had nothing to do with medicine. Um, I, you know, sang with a worship team and uh, helped with these kids and all these different things that really weren't scientific or very doctorally. Um, and I had to use those for my applications somehow. And I was starting to worry that they weren't actually going to want me, right? So um, so I was not going to go to our regular student conference that year. Um, I had been the, the years before, and usually they had this big section of the conference where they would um, basically encur encourage people to go into full-time ministry. Um, they, yeah, and so um, they, they, I mean, would always talk about it, would say, you know, God has called some people into ministry, and I never wanted to ask God what he wanted me to do in my life. I wanted to be a doctor. I really didn't care what he thought. Like that's, I was just going to keep going forward. And so I finally got to this point where it did seem like I maybe wasn't going to be the strongest of applicants that I thought I was. And so um, decided to go to this conference and figured that God was going to call me into full-time ministry. You know, all all the pastors and missionaries that I'd known before, that's what they always say, right? Like I was going to go do this thing and God called me here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that's what I was waiting for. So I went to the conference and amazingly enough that year, that year, the one and only time, the entire conference was about how God calls people to the marketplace <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how God can do incredible things and really change the course of humanity through the marketplace itself. And so I was like, fine, God, I hear you. I will stay where I am. I really felt like God said that you were going to be a doctor unlike anything you'd seen before. 
And that's really what I think I've held on to since that day. I think being able to have that in my background kind of kept me going forward, even when I did get meningitis, because I was like, God, put me here for a reason. I want to see what the end is. And tell us about the colleges when you were trying to get accepted to mm -hmm, right. get into med. Yeah, before I was getting accepted to medical school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Dr. Ashley, um, what is your passion now? We you've written a book, mm -hmm. and I, you know, we read in your show notes that you're really passionate about some things. Could you talk to us about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, one of the things that I guess I could not see very clearly when I was in school is what is it exactly that God, why did God want me in medicine and what exactly was, was going to be the win, I guess, when I was done. Um, again, I had all these interests that had nothing to do with medicine and I couldn't see them all coming together in a single career. Um, so one of the things that when I finished uh, residency, I really did not I, I really was pretty much done with medicine. I, I was like, this was rough. I don't know what the point was. I said, I'd have a doctor. I did. We're done here. Right. And so I, I actually went to one of my pastors and said, um, you know, I like missions. I can do a lot of things. Just send me anywhere. I'm sure you know someone somewhere that needs help. Um, and he said, I cannot let you walk away from the, mm. the path that you've just worked so hard wow. for. Wow. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was working part-time as a pediatrician and part-time for my church, planning medical missions trips. Um, and it was such a great opportunity to really see, um, to see my faith come in in different ways, um, in different situations, both in the secular world and in the, in the ministry world. Um, but it was also such a great opportunity to see, um, God really put me in a place that really did use all of my gifts. Um, I'd yeah. go on, I'd go on like a missions trip and they'd say, oh, we need someone to help with the team member who's sick. And I'd say, oh, I got you. And then they'd say, oh, we need someone to lecture at the college campus. And okay, I can do that. Oh, <laughs> we need someone to help on the worship team. They, they just lost their, their sick. Oh yeah. Okay. I can help you with that. Yeah. Just in one week, I'm like, oh God, see, you know exactly where to put me to, to, and can use everything. And only, only he could have set it up like that. Right. And so I just love um, being able to, being able to kind of just encourage people in their identity and being able to encourage them through those hard patches. Like we all have parts of our careers where we don't see an, an ending that looks good. We don't see, um, yeah. we don't have a clear vision of how God's going to work it out or how it's going to be useful to to him or anything like that. And um, I like to encourage people through that and really just share my story as it as a thing as an example that God really can make it anything miraculous and make anything work out for good. Now do you have like, um, like strong family support in the sense of like, I'm gonna be a doctor and they're all like, Yeah, that's totally <laughs> up your lane. Or did you feel like that was a challenge for you? Um, so neither of my, my parents graduated from college. Um, oh, they're wow. both very well studied, but, um, but did not finish their education. But I think uh, always saw that I love to learn since I was, since I was a kid. And so really both encouraged me to kind of keep going. And, um, and also I think gave me 
gave me the ability to leave. Anytime I was like, I'm done with medicine, I cannot do this anymore. They were like, if that's your decision, that's fine. And I think that freedom kind of helped me. They weren't pushing me in one direction or another, putting too much weight on me. Um, they really encouraged me to be able to keep going. And so that was great. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your book, In Between Faith yeah. and Work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I wrote this book a couple of years ago, and basically it kind of starts, it, it's essentially my whole journey. It starts in college, goes through medical school, some different stories through um, even doing missions work mm -hmm. um, and just kind of thinking about the times that it felt like it was hard for me to believe that God was actually there. It was hard for me to believe sometimes that God was actually real. And, and the world that I was in was, did not believe in God at all and was, you know, obviously telling me that I was dumb to do so. And so it kind of just talks about the the worth of our faith um, in our workplace and how yeah. really it should make us better at what we're doing. And God should be able to encourage us uh, and help help bring us to a new place in our careers. Um, and so I love being able to kind of share that. And it's it's not the, uh, it's got a lot of not great stories in it, a lot of uh, ups and downs in it, but it's very honest and I think very encouraging for people, especially those who are struggling a bit. What do you think the time that you saw God come through the most out of your whole career journey now? Mm -hmm. Just in the sense you've had so many different moments, it sounds like with God, even the school you got mm -hmm. accepted into and the scholarship and you have, you know, the meningitis going, like being able to go through the whole process make it through residency and get healed from that journey but it sounds like there's a lot of things but where did god show up to us where was he the most real in your career yeah um i think residency is what i kind of saw him the most and because i think i had to spend the most time with him in residency mm. um i think we really i spent a lot of time doing just little breath prayers throughout the day um mm. and just and really just asking God to kind of cover, to cover me and to cover the patients. Even, even when I went back to work, I didn't feel, I wasn't always confident in myself. I wasn't always um, doing everything correctly, right? Like I would double check my work like three and four times um, because I would write something down wrong or what have you. And so um, I really just, I spent a lot of the day praying like, God, what do you see for this person that I don't see? Like what? what would you do in this situation that I'm not thinking about? Like, what would you, what would you say to this parent that I'm not saying? And so I think it was such a beautiful thing because, because I was so broken, I was willing to listen, you know, wow. and, um, and it, it really made, it gave me a lot of opportunities to really uh, work with patients and work with even just coworkers in ways that um, just in a lot of incredible stories that I, uh, will always remember to this day. And I think it was such a beautiful thing to just to hear God and to see him move um, every single day. And that's, I think, what's so beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. No, it is. I think I, probably a lot of people are listening. Like you're, you're sharing the hardest period of your life mm -hmm. is when God showed up the most, which is what we believe for. But I mean, that's that was like brutal to have. I mean, I, I just can just imagine being having a, a brain injury and still trying to get through residency where you're having to be 100 or a thousand percent all more on than you normally are <laughs> right. because right. you're proving yourself and just to be able to walk right. with God through that is I think it's so encouraging for our audience and our listeners who are our viewers who are like you know does our faith make a difference when we're working and going after these careers and it makes a huge difference it makes all the difference mm -hmm. in the world and you're a living proof of that now that you're a doctor actually <laughs> not just yeah. actually I guess yeah. so 
Yeah, and I love it that I think when I think about it now, we were talking briefly about imposter syndrome. I mean, all of us struggle with it in medicine at least a little bit, but really I had to rebuild my career on on God. I had to build mm. it on like God is with me and he is watching these patients, not I am so capable and I am so great and I am in wow. charge. And I think that might have just got some nurses and doctors free right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like a bunch of people. I, I hope so, because I really think that's a it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing and it put, takes so much pressure off of you when you see that God is walking your job out with you. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know the stories that we've heard over and over on exploring the marketplace is is the victories that people have felt by feeling and hearing God walking with them through their jobs, giving them strength, being that, being that, that peace, uh, that kind of secret weapon that, that people have. And I, I can hear in your story that you feel that way and that God has, God has just given you the ability after ability after ability and um, open doors for you that, all the way through your your schooling and now your career what's what's next for you what's on the horizon what are you thinking about and planning for in your future yeah um i'm not totally sure yeah. um, right, right now i work um in the nursery so i see newborns right after they're born oh, wow. um and so it's been a lot of fun um, but also been doing a little bit of teaching um and i love i miss working with students i used to do missions trips regularly and so trying to find some ways to, to work more with um again medical students and residents again i love love encouraging people who are in that in that rough period that yeah. you can make this you can do it and it, you can't see the end just yet, but it's going to be all right. So I'm trying to find a way to incorporate a little oh bit. Oh my more gosh, that. they need you. They need you to be able yeah. to right now. Well, I know people yeah. can find your book on Amazon. I'm opening mm -hmm. the page right here. And it says, In Between yeah. the Lines of Faith and Work by yeah. Ashley T-A-U-R-I-A-C. Okay. Yes. Make sure everyone gets it right who's listening. So watching. <laughs> and I think this is just such a great resource for people. And you are just such a great voice for people. So thank you so much. For being on the show today. Yeah, I can thank you so much for having me. Up next, we have final thoughts for Sean and Bob. <laughs> I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bowlsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Well, welcome back to Final Thoughts. Uh, Sean, one of the things that she, that she talked about that really impacted me was how she questioned herself. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the imposter syndrome, but Sean, over the almost 200 episodes, we've talked to so many people who, who, who deal with this, who think that they they are actually imposters and not as good as what they should be. And I often refer to a study that was in the Harvard Business Review uh, that was talked about the, the 10 things that uh, some of the most, some of the CEOs of the biggest companies in the world are That's afraid of. And number company. one is the imposter syndrome. Yeah, it's so wild. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you say that too. I love that you brought this point up because... Those of you who are following Exploring the Marketplace, we know a lot of you guys are regular listeners and viewers. And I mean, it's amazing to hear. Here it is again, a medical yeah. doctor who's practicing yeah. and doing a great job, who feels like 
you know, she's pursuing a career. I'm not good enough, or this isn't for me, or maybe God has something else, or I'm not, my whole background doesn't support this. And I love when we follow God, it's just that he leads us in ways that it's always going to feel too big for us. It's always going to feel like we're not the right person. We're always going to feel like we're not qualified enough. So I like that you brought this up because I felt like in her story, she even had reasons to feel disqualified with the medical condition. And yet she still pursued it and look what happened. And I think we have to get to that point where it doesn't matter what we feel is going to get in the way that we, we just say, why not go after the dream? Mm-hmm. Why not try it? Why not go after the, the dream of God? Not just the imagination dream, but the dream of God. And she had a clear sense since she was young about being a medical doctor. Some of you who are watching and listening, you have a clear sense of what you're supposed to be doing. You could be 50 years old and you're not doing it yet. So why not go after it? At some point, why not live with a possibility even if you don't feel qualified or you could do it rather than live with a measure of, I didn't live a complete life. Well, I just came across this uh, speaking of this. Um, this is the age that some of the most well-known people started. Henry Ford, Ford started at 40 years old. Christian Dior, 41 years old. Sam Walton of Walmart, 44 years old. Bob Parsons of GoDaddy at 47 years old. Uh, Bernie Marcus, Home Depot, 49 years old, he started. Ray Kroc from McDonald's, he was 52. The Red Bull guy, uh, Chalaleo Uvia, he was 53. Um, Harlan Sanders, Kentucky Fried Chicken, started Kentucky Fried Chicken when he was 62. And most recently, Bill Porter from E-Trade started when he was 63. I'm in my 40s. I can still try. (laughs) <laughs> right. You're not behind. You know, there's there's all these decisions and choices that we have to make. And and we we learned from Dr. Ashley that, you know, she had the character to to continue to make these choices. And, you know, she told us in the pre-show that she wasn't gonna let the enemy take her out. And I just thought, you know, her her stick-to-itiveness, her her drive, her desire to move forward on her dream was something that, you know, really, really ministered to me. Well, you know, one of the fruit of the spirit in Galatians, according to the message version, which is a controversial version, but I like how they said is the willingness to stick to things, that that's a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. And I think, and also one is to marshal your energies well. And I think, man, that's the fruit this generation needs is to stick to things and also know how to know what to do with the energy God's given us. And this is so important. Well, I'm so glad we had this conversation today. And if you've been enjoying these conversations, I want to encourage you. This show is made as a ministry. And so it's only made because of generous donations by people just like you, especially partners like you. Those of you who have become partners, I want to thank you officially. Bob and I are so grateful for you to be able to be a partner of our ministry, Bowles Ministries. But you can go to BowlesMinistries.com, B-O-L-Z Ministries.com. Click on the Give button. You can either donate one time or you can donate as an ongoing partner where we get to give back to you. We get to give you resources. We get to pray for you. You you literally get on our prayer list. We're going to ask you real prayer needs. And I personally, with my team, pray for them. We also have monthly partner meetings and uh, discounts on all of our classes. So I'm going to encourage you to jump on board, either donating today or partnering today. We need your help. And I know you guys will be blessed by it. We'll see you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos, taking an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. 
become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.